Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry. During his ministry, Witness Lee emphasized the experience of Christ as life and the practical oneness of the believers. He was unbending in his conviction that God's goal is the body of Christ. Through his messages, he stressed the importance for us to grow in life and to function as Christians so that the body can build itself up. We're happy to bring you recorded portions from his ministry today, along with some of our own thoughts. And we welcome your comments and questions. You can reach us toll-free at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Now let's join today's program. The secret of God's economy is unveiled in the book of Revelation. This secret reveals the events leading up to the end times. And it's a sobering picture that we're looking at today on this Life Study of the Bible program with Bob Danker joining us to help get into the matters in Chapter 8 of Revelation. Welcome to the program, Bob. Chris, it's again a delight to be with you. Well, Bob, we saw how only the lion lamb was worthy to open the scroll revealing the secrets of God's economy. Today we want to delve a little bit into some of the details of this secret Uh, But before we get to Witness Lee, maybe you could give us a glimpse of the seven seals, the seven trumpets, and the seven bowls, which are the events that take place from the time of the Lord's ascension really unto eternity. And these three sets of sevens are very, very key in understanding the book of Revelation, aren't they? Yes. If we are going to understand this wonderful yet complicated book, we need to pay our full attention to these three sets of seven. Uh, Actually, the seven seals as we have seen in previous broadcasts, show us the contents of God's economy, as you said, Chris, from the time of the Lord's ascension after his resurrection to the time of the new heaven and the new earth with the new Jerusalem in the future eternity. Mm -hmm. So this is God's entire New Testament economy is portrayed in these seven seals. Well, as these seven seals are unfolded in the book of Revelation, one after another, we finally come to the last one, the seventh one. And here's where we need to exercise some real care in studying this book, because after the seventh seal is opened, it talks about seven trumpets being sounded by seven angels. These seven trumpets are the contents of the seventh seal. We could say that the seventh seal equals the seven trumpets. So then the angels sound their trumpets one after another, to carry out God's judgments on the earth and the heavens and on the rebellious mankind who lives on this earth. And then, finally, the seventh trumpet is sounded to bring in the end of this age, to bring in the kingdom of God and of Christ, and to bring in the new heaven and the new earth with the new Jerusalem. All these things are included in the seventh trumpet. But in chapter 16 of this book, we can see that there are seven bowls mentioned. So we have the third group of sevens. The seven bowls are included within the seventh trumpet, and they are the negative contents of the seventh trumpet. The seven bowls are to execute God's ultimate judgment in his fury and his wrath upon the rebellious and sinful mankind. Hmm. 
Bob, let me try my best just to briefly summarize then these three sets of sevens. We have the seven seals that seal up the scroll containing God's economy. One by one, these seven seals have been opened. We're now at the seventh of these seven seals. The contents of this seventh seal are seven trumpets. And in chapter 8, where we're at today, we're going to see a little bit about the first four of these trumpets. And included in this seventh trumpet are the seven bowls. So we see all of these three sets of sevens and how they connect one to another. It will really be a great aid, I think, to our listeners in understanding the prophecies in the book of Revelation. Okay, Bob, as we said, in chapter 8, we see the first four of these seven trumpets. And let's look at a few of the verses in chapter 8 just to introduce these four trumpets. Verse 1, And when he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. And the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to trumpet. And the first trumpeted, and there was hail and fire mingled with blood, and it was cast to the earth. And the third part of the earth was burned up, and the third part of the trees were burned up, and all of the grass was burned up. And the second angel trumpeted, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. And the third angel trumpeted, and a great star fell out of heaven, burning like a torch, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the springs of water. And the fourth angel trumpeted, And the third part of the sun, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars were smitten, so that the third part of them would be darkened, and the day would not appear for the third part of it, and the night was likewise. Bob, let's join Witness Lee as we look at these four trumpets. The secret of God's economy is sealed with the seven seals. The seven seals are all the contents of the school, which is the New Testament consummated by Christ with his blood. The last seal, the seventh seal, is all-inclusive. It consists of seven trumpets. One part of the contents of the seventh trumpet is the seven bulls. Since 1933, I uh, got the help from Brother Nee's study on this book. What is the content of the seventh seal? The seven trumpets. The uh, first trumpet, you have the damage on the earth and the trees. And the second trumpet, you have the damage of the sea. And the third trumpet, the damage of the rivers and all the waters. And the fourth trumpet, the damage of the heavenly hosts. The Lord is really wise. If this book is written by somebody assuming to be God, the writer must be God. Otherwise, how could he have such wisdom? Who has the wisdom? My, the seven seals, then the seven trumpets, then the seven bulls. It's very marvelous. This shows the wisdom in writing, in composing this book of the Lord. He is wise. He's sovereign. He puts 
all the things, even into eternity, in such a brave way. Under His light, He has shown us a clear view, with the help of all the other books in the Bible. Well, Bob, it's really true that only God could have written such a record as the Bible. But without His light, all of these details that we're discussing are very confusing, aren't they? Yes, Chris. It is easy to become confused when we read and we study the book of Revelation, as we all know, because it's so many symbols and signs. And it's also easy to miss the focus of this book, uh, which is God's eternal economy with Christ as the center and the circumference and the church, which consummates in the New Jerusalem as the goal and the result of God's economy. If we don't have light from God, then there's no way that we can have a clear understanding of the book of Revelation. Whenever we come to read the Bible, we should not rely on our natural understanding. And we should also not bring into our reading anything from our imagination, from our cultural background, or from our national philosophy or way of thinking. We have to leave all these things out because the entire Bible from the first page to the last, is a book that is inspired by God's Spirit, word by word. It is full of divine thoughts and divine revelation. When we read any part of this book, we need to pray, to exercise our spirit to pray and to seek to receive light from God in order that we can receive revelation and vision and we can understand God's Word. Otherwise, there's no possibility for us to have a clear understanding of what is revealed in the Word of God. Concerning this book of Revelation, Chris, I like very much Witness Lee's outline in the Recovery Version. In the Recovery Version, the outline says that the chapters 4 through 11 of Revelation give us a general view of the things which are going to happen or about to take place from Christ's ascension into eternity future. And then he says in his outline that chapters 12 through 22 give us details of the important things and the crucial matters that are covered in chapters 4 through 11. This is very helpful to have such an outline to give a general overview of this whole book. So if we read the book of Revelation, we find out that the seventh trumpet is sounded at the end of chapter 11. And then the seven bowls are poured out in chapter 16. So on the surface, it appears that the seven bowls are a continuation of the seventh trumpet. But actually, if we receive light from the Lord, we can understand that these seven bowls are not a continuation of the seventh trumpet. They are actually a part of the contents of the seventh trumpet to complete God's judgment on the earth, the heavens, and the people living on the earth. So this shows us how much we need divine light when we read any part of the Bible, especially the book of Revelation. How many uh, books have been written to interpret this book? How many different interpretations there are? But actually, God, the divine writer of this book, surely he had a divine revelation to convey. How can we see this divine revelation? Only by the divine light. So, Bob, to highlight your point uh, regarding the outline 
in the recovery version, if we take chapters 4 through 11 and create a timeline with the events that are chronicled in those chapters, then what we see in chapters 12 and beyond, all of those events fill in the details of these major things revealed in chapters 4 through 11. Is that right? That's right, Chris. That is very helpful, but I want to, uh, as we join Witness Lee for this next section, offer a prayer on our behalf and on behalf of all of our listeners. Lord Jesus, grant every one of us listening to this program today the light to see your divine economy in these seals, these trumpets, and bowls. Amen. Let's join Witness Lee once again. Now we come to see the first four trumpets. Here it says, when the angel opens the seventh seal, right away there was a silence in the heavens. Why? Because <laughs> since the opening of the seventh seal, something is solemn, serious to come. The age is changed. Before the opening of the seventh seal, God was tolerating all the time for the purpose to preach his gospel, to produce the churches, to fulfill his eternal purpose. But since the opening of the seventh seal, the tolerating age is terminate. God now comes in to intervene the rebellion, the sinful situation on this earth. It is serious. Even the whole heaven becomes silent. Then look at the picture. In this silence, another angel shows up. This Another angel, again, is Christ. In this book, in God's administration, in God's judgment on this earth, Christ is the angel. Why? Because he stands on the position as one sent by God. In a very passive sense, he is everything. But in administrating, God's economy. He is the angel sent by God to execute God's administration. He is not a regular angel. He is an other angel. In the Old Testament, several times, the Lord Jesus came to God's people as the angel of the Lord. He is a special angel. And these angel who is executing God's administration in chapter 8 shows up to execute God's judgment of the earth by what way? By the way to offer his saint's prayer to God with himself at the instance added to these prayers. Then the prayers became effective. Well, Bob, I was very much touched by the soberness of the situation that is coming upon us in the near future. 
It's so sober, in fact, that it causes 30 minutes of silence in heaven as this begins to unfold. You know, Bob, we saw as we looked at chapter 6, the cry of the martyrs, how long, O Lord, or how long, O Master? The Lord has been tolerating evil for a long time, but there really is a day coming when he simply will not tolerate it any longer, isn't there? Yes, Chris. The day will come when God will come in uh, to judge the rebellious situation and the sinful situation on this earth. Today, he tolerates the evil on the earth for a purpose. The reason he tolerates the evil on the earth is so that he may have more time to preach the gospel, to save sinners, to build up the churches, to build up the body of Christ, to prepare his bride so that he may come back and bring in God's kingdom and ultimately bring in the new Jerusalem in the new heaven and the new earth. So based upon Christ's redemption, which removed effectively all the sins of the human race, God has the right to tolerate the sinful situation on this earth so that he may complete his eternal plan. But after that, Mm -hmm. the age will change. At the sounding of the seventh trumpet, the age changes from the age of toleration to the age of God's final and ultimate judgments on the rebellious and sinful people who dwell on this earth. Bob, this really is the wise answer to the age-old question of, if God is real, why do all of these horrible, evil things happen? The answer is just this. It's God's not his purpose, not his intent, not directly his desire, but he is tolerating it until something is accomplished. Exactly, Chris. We're going to turn, Bob, away from these seals now specifically. Uh, He mentioned at the end of this last section, verse 3, something that is brought out that is quite marvelous. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and much incense was given to him to offer with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. This, another angel we really need to focus on, Bob. Let's rejoin Witness Lee. If you read chapter 8, you can see the sixth seal has been opened and the seven trumpets are ready to be trumpeted, but nothing happens. Until what? Until Christ comes to offer the saint's prayer to God with himself at incense. God does have the intention to execute his judgment upon the earth. Yet there is the need of the saints to cooperate with God in their prayers. What are these prayers of the saints? These prayers of the saints are, number one, the prayers, the cry of the fifth seal. And if you read Luke chapter 18, the Lord Jesus did tell us up to a certain time the saints on this earth cried and prayed to God that God has to come in to deal with the worldly situation, that God shouldn't be anymore tolerating, that God has to come to vindicate himself. You know, to the end of this age, humankind will become so rebellious even to declare a war against God. 
and telling the whole universe who is God, that they are God. How tolerating our God has been and still is. But some of the faithful saints would not agree with this. They would pray, Oh, sovereign Lord, how long? How long? Would you, for eternity, tolerate this kind of rebellious situation? How long? How long? How long would you vindicate yourself? How long would you avenge our blood? How long would you make all the earth know that you are the Lord? And that you are the God? How long? When? I do believe a time will come that will Price all of us to pray this way. A time will come that will prize all the faithful ones of the Lord to pray in this way, Lord, how long? Someday the pressure will come. Something will happen to prize all of us to pray this way. If by then we will have such a burden to pray. And that burden indicates what? Indicates, ma, the time is really at the end. It's really at the end. Because even our spirit cannot tolerate anymore. Our spirit has to pour out a prayer saying, Lord, how long? When will you vindicate yourself? Whom will you let all the rebellious people know that you are the God? Whom will you? Whom will you do this? Surely God will answer this prayer. Well, Bob, there may be a lot in this book that's confusing, but what we heard just now was not at all confusing. God has been tolerating, and the scene is set for these seven trumpets to sound, but what is waiting is one thing the prayers of the saints to be joined to those of this marvelous angel. Bob, if we see this, it's going to change our view of uh, verses like the one he quoted in Luke 18, isn't it? Yes, Chris. We need to see this. This is a very important principle that we see here in the beginning of Revelation chapter 8. And that principle is that even though God has a desire and an intention to do many things that accomplish his will on the earth— Still, he waits, and he does not do anything until his people cooperate with him by praying. This is a very crucial principle. The sounding of the seven trumpets is a direct answer to the prayer of the saints at the beginning of this chapter. So we can see this crucial principle here. And even today, God has the desire to carry out many things on this earth to uh, accomplish his economy, to build up the body of Christ, to bring in the ultimate consummation with the kingdom age and the new Jerusalem in eternity future. And yet God needs the prayers of his people. When God's people have the real feeling within them that the age of toleration needs to come to a close, that there is the need now for God to come in to judge. At that time, they will pray for God to vindicate himself as the real living and true God and also to avenge the blood of all the martyrs and to judge all the evil that is on this earth. 
Thank you, Brother Bob, for your participation in not an easy message to handle, and I, I really have enjoyed and appreciated your help very much. It's always a pleasure. Well, we are out of time. Uh, we did, of course, uh, inadvertently interject a recommendation of the recovery version, and the outline and the footnotes contained in it on this book are priceless. There are many other publications in the Library of Living Stream Ministry that are a great aid in understanding the book of Revelation. If you'd like to call us, we'll be glad to tell you about those and other things. Uh, our toll-free number is one eight 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 life study That's one 543 3788 Mailing address, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. For Bob Danker today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one, and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.